There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. To get into the word. Y'all ready for the word? All right. Say, it's on the screen. Let's go. I was going to pray, but then let's do the confession first. Then we're going to pray. You ready? Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, do what you do. Speak to us now. We're open and we are ready. I take authority over this atmosphere. I take authority over the digital campuses that we're speaking to. And I take that authority, why? So that the enemy doesn't have any place. I take authority so that the word of God would go forth unhindered, that every scale that's on our eyes, that's on our emotions, that's on our flesh, that it would be lifted now. We are open and we are ready to receive now. I need everybody to worship for five seconds right there. Why? I need you to be ready to receive. Let's go. Five, I need you to be ready to receive. Go. Four, I need you to be ready to receive. Three, come on, I need you to be ready to receive. Let me hear you, 915. Two, one, say, I'm ready. Stop. Some of y'all didn't lift your hands. Everybody in the building, stand up. All right, let's go, let's go ahead and get unity so we can get this word together. All right? All right, just the voices. I want you on three to put a praise in this atmosphere so you're ready to receive. What does that mean? If you're trying to light fire or light wood that's wet, it's going to waste a lot of time trying to get it ready. And this word's got to come, and it's got to hit you right where you're at. You ready with what I'm saying? It's got to get you ready so you end this year strong to begin your new year strong. So on five, I need you to put a praise in this atmosphere. Why? So you get you ready because you don't have time to be stuck in your mistakes, stuck in your failure stuck in there yesterday your next 12 will be your best 12 on five release a praise one two three four five go right there go 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 hey come on 915 god we give you glory god we give you honor we're ready to receive 
We're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. We rebuke the enemy. We rebuke every witch, warlock, root worker spirit that's trying to impede the flow of your word. God, we're ready. Somebody holler, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. You can be seated, dog. You got to get your atmospheres right. And some of you, when you go home, you need to do what I just did. You've been letting your home punk you because you're surrounded by stuff that's reminding you of what you didn't get to do this year, what didn't go right this year, and you need to go home and say, I take authority over this house. I take authority over this car. I take authority over these kids. I take authority over this bank account. I take authority over my mind. You will not run endlessly in circuitous circles that mess me up. Somebody shout, I've got authority. It's important that your atmospheres are right because certain things cannot happen when atmospheres are not right. Let that always be a lesson to you. If the atmosphere ain't right, you need to take a few seconds, get that thing right, because whatever you're trying to do is going to be harder when the atmosphere is not right. And for many of you, God has been clearing people out of your life these last few weeks. Why? To get your atmosphere right. Because when they were there, what you did not understand is they carried a spirit with them that was impeding your atmosphere. Notice when Jesus did his greatest work, Judas was gone. You missed it. When Jesus did his greatest work, Judas was gone. What does that mean? That meant that his atmosphere was right. I need you to open your mouth, please, and say, my atmosphere must be right. It's some people in your life you need to say, listen, every time you come around, the atmosphere gets dark. Every time you come around, the atmosphere gets sad. And so don't come around me no more if you're coming with that type of atmosphere. If you can't celebrate with me, I need you to get up out my life and go find you a friend you can celebrate with. If you can't give my God praise the way I give him praise, I need you to get the heck up out my life. What? I've spent too much of my days and too much of my life trying to carry dead weight. I need you to say no dead weight in my neck. 12. I ain't carrying nobody, no ninja. I ain't ca You better carry your own weight in my next 12. I, I, I don't have time to carry you and me. I, I need some people around me that can carry their own weight and so that we bring benefit to one another. I pray your next 12, your circle will be the best that it's ever been. I rebuke every leech that's in your life. I rebuke every witch that's in your life. I rebuke every demonic spirit that's in your life. Somebody say, my next 12 are my best 12. Do you not know when Jesus was born that he intentionally made it so only Joseph and Mary were there? Why did he make it that way? Because he didn't need all of the criticizers and all of the negative people who were talking about Mary because they thought she was lying that the Holy Ghost got her pregnant. And Joseph didn't need his friends in his ear that thought he was stupid for staying with a woman that said God got her pregnant. Some of y'all are catching in a minute. What God is doing in your life now, please listen to me. God says, I've intentionally made sure that the only people around you are people that can help you do what you need. Because they're not going to make you abort what you've been carrying. They're not going to make you abort what I've been doing in you. I've been birthing the best version of you. I've been. Somebody holler, I'm glad they go. Say it again, I'm glad they go. That way the only people around you are people of faith. That way the only people around you are people of encouragement. That way the only people around you are people that build you up. Never call it lost when you lose a hater. That ain't lost, that's addition.
Now that I got the atmosphere right, let's go to this word. Don't you call her after church. She already showed you she was a snake. Let her go on and sliver. I don't know who that's for. All right. Let's go to work. Somebody said my atmosphere has to be right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need it contaminated. That's why for some people, God has put a mask on them so you can't hear what they say. Why? They carrying some corona in the spirit that God said. I, I ain't even going to let it get through to you. Let's go. Let's go. Our series is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. December is the month that we set aside in the world to celebrate the entry of God in the flesh, Jesus the Christ, into the earth. And the Bible says that he should be called Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. Now, this message is this. It's called How to Have the Mind of Christ. Now, I've introduced you to Mary, Jesus' mama. She was told by Gabriel, that the angel, the archangel, that she would give birth to Jesus. In Luke 1, 26, and, uh, uh, and actually Luke 1, 38 says this. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it happen to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Everybody listen. Your response to the word you hear determines what happens next. Many of you, when you hear a word, you're so skeptical of everything and anything that sounds good because you're used to seeing things that are bad. You're skeptical of anything that suggests that you're not going to have to fight as hard in your next as you did in your last. Now, whenever good news comes, you're suspicious of that. But whenever negative news comes, you say, well, I was expecting that. I came to reverse the polarity of your expectations. I rebuke your low expectations. I rebuke your negative expectations. Instead, your response has to be like Mary. The Bible says that Mary, she welcomed the word with praise. How do we know that? Luke 1, she says, my heart praises the Lord. Why do I have you praise so much and take steps and count from five and ten and three and all of that? Why do I do that? It is so that you learn how to be receptive so that you do not have to repeat. Anything you do not receive, you're going to have to repeat. And for some of you, you watch me, every time you watch it, like confirmation, confirmation, can I help you, 915? Sometimes confirmation is a rebuke that you didn't do it already. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If he has to keep repeating himself, that means you ain't listening. And I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself and say, please listen, please. Why? I'm not repeating another level of life in my future. Your January is not going to be a repeat. February won't be a repeat. March won't be a repeat. April won't be a repeat. May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. You will not have a repeat of any previous year in your next 12. Please say there'll be no more repeats. So how you receive it determines whether or not you have to repeat. And consequently, many people, sometimes you feel like you're going in circles and cycles. And the reason for that is because you didn't receive it right, so he has to repeat the lesson. You didn't receive it right. Anybody ever received some food, but you, you sent it back? Why? Because you didn't like how it was served to you. And sometimes that's the same thing happening in your life. They have to, it has to go back into preparation because you didn't receive it right the first time. But I need you to act like you sit next to somebody in this building. I need you to act like on digital you're texting with somebody, you're chatting with somebody that their next 12 will not have any repeats. I, you ain't going to meet that same person again in your next. 
She welcomed the word with praise. Then uh, we learned this, that she changed her attitude in advance. Look at verse 47. My soul is glad. What's your soul? Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Now notice, her soul uh, uh, represents her attitude. Your attitude is your settled way of thinking. Her soul literally, it, it welcomed the word, and it welcomed it in this way. She says, I'm glad. Somebody say, I'm glad about it. Now, this is interesting because he didn't do anything but tell her he was going to do something, and she got glad off of a word. God, watch me, the way you respond to the word determines whether or not you'll ever see that word manifest. See, for every negative person of you, I'm going to see what happens. That's why you ain't seen nothing yet. Tell me, have you seen it? No, you ain't seen it. And the reason you haven't seen it is because you didn't make yourself glad before you had possession of what he said. What does that mean? That means this is a choice. I can walk around sad, downtrodden, with my head down, or I can wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be made glad in it. Sometimes you need to look yourself in the mirror, and can I be honest? Sometimes you need to cuss yourself out. Let's talk for real. Sometimes you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, you better get your stuff together. You will not walk around here down and depressed and sad. Why? God has been too good to you, and for this you choose to be glad. I will bless the Lord with at all times. Somebody holler, I'm glad about it. My soul is glad. My mind is glad. I make it glad. My thoughts are glad. I make them glad. How do I make them glad? Because I'm focusing on what's ahead, not what's behind. You will never be happy if you are dwelling on what has happened. You will never be happy if you are dwelling on what has happened. Some of you need to get the gift of keep it moving. <laughs> you will never be happy if you're focusing on what happened. You need to be focusing on your future. And I need you to make this declaration and say, my future feels good. I need you. <laughs> I'm going to talk to these people that are talking to me over here. I need you to make this declaration and say, my future feels good. And it looks good. Yeah, in 12 months, you're going to look at me and say, God, duh, this is the Lord's doing. And it is my, I wish you acted like in your next 12 months, yourself in 12 months from now ain't going to be your same self in now. Why? God's up. Shout, I'm glad about it. My mind, my thoughts, my will, my will is glad. In other words, I'm glad about doing what his word says, even if I don't want to. Which means I make myself want to do it. Let me tell some of y'all something. Listen, you, you, you know this. I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want and all that. How's that working out for you? I'm going to do what I want. I'm a grown man. Okay, sir. Well, give me some grown man fruit. I'm a boss. Where your boss fruit at, though? You punk out the moment one person criticizes you. You ain't saying nothing. I pray you, watch me. I pray that, that, that your fruit reflect the level of your maturity. My mind thought, my will, which means, I, which means this, which means literally, God, I'm excited about doing your will. I make it what I'm excited to do. When God called me to be a pastor, then subsequently a pastor, a pastor, a bishop, I didn't want to do that initially. I made myself glad about what he told me to do, even though initially that wasn't what I wanted to do. So the moment he said, this is what you're going to do, then my response was, And for some of you, watch me, God says, I can't bless you in what you're doing. Listen, even though you're doing my will, I don't like the way you're doing I don't like the way you're handling it. I don't like your attitude when you get told to do something. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I, I got to say, I got to preach hard like it's a Wednesday. I don't like the way you're doing what I said to do, so that's why I haven't blessed you in it yet. I need you to be glad about it. 
I need you to be glad about forgiving who did you wrong. Not, 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 not because they're getting off, but listen, forgiveness ain't for them. Forgiveness is for me. I got to release you so I can keep it moving. I can't carry you with me. Somebody say, I let it go. I, my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions. She's like, I choose to be glad. So she was like, when I want to be sad, like I choose to be, it's a choice. Somebody say, I choose that. <laughs> my mind, my thought, my will, my emotions. I choose to be glad. Now look, then she let his words settle her. She was very unsettled. And what did we learn? We learned, I taught you what her name meant, which explained her background, which explains why when the angel comes to her, why the situation is, what the situation is. So when she gets the word, the word settles her. And some of you, trust me, you don't feel settled. You're like, I just, I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. You got all this angst. You don't sleep well. You don't rest well. You can't even lay down well. When you, your lay down is off. Y'all ain't going to talk. And the reason you're not settled is because you didn't let the word settle you. Listen, you wanted what you saw to settle you. Now, realizing God says you'll never see it until you're settled first. So when I say your next 12 will be your best 12, I need you to be settled in that. See, some of y'all, you look at other people who holler and scream, watch me and say, why they do all of that? But they the ones seeing it. Why? Because they received it with gladness. So I'm going to give everybody in this building, everybody online, an opportunity. I need you to respond with gladness. And my soul is glad. And this word settles me. On three, if you're going to let your next 12 be your best 12, and you're going to be settled in that, I need you to shout about it. One, two, three, shout. Hallelujah. I'm settled in that. 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 I don't care what comes against me. I'm settled in that. I don't care what they write. I'm settled in that. He let his word settle her. Look at verse 49. Because of the great things the mighty God has done for me. His name is holy. He hadn't done anything, but she was settled based on him promising that he would. What was the promise? Mary, you are highly favored of the Lord. You're going to conceive a son. You asked for a child, but I'm going to give you better than what you asked for. I'm going to get you more than what you asked for, but you got to ask for it first. This is why I say for those of you who miss prayer, listen, you, you, I, I encourage you to not do that. Why? Because you, if you don't give him anything that you've asked for, he can exceed it. He does exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Listen, he can't exceed what you haven't started. He can't exceed what you haven't first expected. And so many of you are like, I'm just not seeing anything because you don't pray anything. The only time you pray is, Lord, thank you for giving me up this morning. Lord, just do something. He's like, well, I said, what you got? I gave you, I did something. Your lack of prayer explains your lack of productivity. But you sit next to somebody on your row in this building, somebody in the overflow in this building. You are next to somebody that they're next 12. They're going to not only see what they said, they're going to see more. He exceeds my expectation. He exceeds. So when I ask him for, mm, let me move. The great things this mighty God has done for me. He didn't do anything yet. He didn't do anything except make her a promise that he was about to do something. You ask for a child, Mary, I'm going to give you the ultimate child. You, you, you ask for a job, I want you to run the company. What you asked for, I want to exceed. See, you asked just to get through this illness. I'm going to make you more healthy than you've ever been. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, 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 okay, look, 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 look. He's like, 
the, the things the mighty God has done for me. Got it? He hadn't done anything yet, but she praised, watch me, on credit. Let me see if I can say it this way. Sometimes you got to finance a praise. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm doing it because I ain't seen it yet, but I know that 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 I know. The same God that took care of me back then is the same one that's going to do it right now. So look, so look, then she recognized mercy. Verse 50, from one generation to another, he shows mercy to those who honor him. Let's spend a minute here. Um, check this out. Mercy is when God blocks the negative that you do deserve. Grace is when God gives you good you don't deserve. We knew Mary had been wilding because she was thankful for mercy, not grace. So when the angel shows up, the reason she's fearful of what Gabriel says is because she thinks Gabriel's going to come to lay the smack down for how she's been out there twerking. <laughs> Dropping it like it was hot. I mean, it was all over the flow, just hot flow. Flow was hot, just hot. Why? Because she wanted more. Remember what Mary's name means. She desires more, and to desire more, she rebels. Whatever you build when you rebel is going to create pain. So now she's bitter, and bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. So when we see Mary, the reason she's afraid of the angel is because she has read in the scripture how when the angels came, they came to kill. The death angel showed up and smoked every firstborn Egyptian son. So that's the story she's used to. She's used to seeing the two angels that went down to Sodom and Gomorrah. Two angels destroy a whole city. So she, look, so if two angels can get a whole city, she like, look, one. God, dog. And what she thought was going to be her end was a new beginning. <laughs> what she thought was about to be her undoing was actually her making. And for some of you, can I be honest with you? There's some stuff you're afraid of because you're like, oh, God, when I finally had this conversation, when I finally do this, when I finally do this, when I finally do this. And God says, listen, what you're avoiding is actually what's getting ready to take you to another altitude. So he shows mercy. Somebody say, he showed me mercy. You are not where you are because of your education. To be honest, you're not even really doing what you studied. Let's talk. You are not where you are because of your education. And education is good. You are not where you are because of any goodness of your own. You are where you are because he decided to have mercy with you. What is mercy? God says, I'm not going to let what should happen happen because I realize right now you're insane. How do you know that? Because when Jesus was on, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, what does he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In legal terms, that's the insanity plea. When they did that, they didn't know what they were doing. They were insane in that moment. They had a moment of temporary insanity. One of my favorite movies is The Time to Kill. And the, uh, the lawyer says, do you think so-and-so and so-and-so deserve to die? And then Samuel Jackson, y'all know how Samuel Jackson died. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. In other words, watch me. He got off because they said in that moment when they saw, when he saw that they had raped his daughter and beat his daughter, in that moment he snapped. And for some of you, you had some stuff that looked devastating. So in that moment you snapped and called somebody you shouldn't have called. Let's talk. In that moment you snapped and did something you shouldn't have did. Said something you shouldn't have done. Acted the way you shouldn't have acted. And God says, God, God says, listen, I'm going to plead insanity for you in that moment and give you some mercy that you don't deserve. You should be locked up, but I'm going to give you mercy. You should have lost everything, but I'm going to give you mercy. You should. Somebody holler mercy. From one generation to another, he shows mercy. Here it is. Who does he give it to? To those who honor him. Uh-oh. So then honor is connected to mercy. 
What's honor? It's to make what's important to God important to me. Five T's. Time, faithful church attendance. Testimony, inviting other people to church. Treasure, faithful giving. Thirst, prayer, praise, and worship. Talent, serving in church. When I do that, he says, you just exchange your faithfulness for mercy. You don't get it just because. You get it because you make what's important to me important to you. And so I'm going to, see, for those of you who like, I just serve, 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 serve. That's why you didn't fail like the rest of your crazy fat. Seem like all I do is just do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. And God says, that's why you ain't like your other friends. It's because you put a down payment on your mercy with your honor. Your honor is what bought you mercy. Let them talk about you for being faithful to church. But that's why you got mercy. Let them talk about you for being a faithful giver. But that's why you got mercy. Let them talk about you for serving. But that's why you got mercy. Let them talk about you for inviting people to church. But that's why you got mercy. That's why he gets me out of what you think he should have let me die in. Why? Because I honor him. All right, let's go. Then what happens? She welcomes the word. Gabriel comes to her. She welcomes the word. She writes a song. All of that, what we just read is part of Mary's song. This is the original Mary J. Blige. She writes a song. You ready? Y'all still ready? Then what does she do after she makes the song? She goes to Elizabeth's house, her relative for three months, because Gabriel says, your relative Elizabeth, she's pregnant too. In other words, I've done this for somebody else because you need somebody that's in the same process as you. So when you see her in her process, when y'all get together, y'all can encourage one another. And Elizabeth's name means what in Greek? Abundance. What does that mean? I'm putting you around abundance. Somebody that's in the same process as you so that you will have an abundance, watch me, of knowledge on how to handle what you're dealing with. Because both of y'all are in situations that I put you in, and I need you to have somebody else around you that can encourage you. What does this mean? She changed her normal to welcome the word. And for many of you, you want supernatural with your natural. Like, you want to keep doing life the way you do it, and you want God to put something on it. He's not an accessory. He's the main thing. He's not a side piece. Either he's number one or he ain't interested. God does not play side chick very well. He says, if you put another God before me, let them be your God. Ask them to pay your bills. If your girlfriend's that important and you're going to put her before me, let her pay your bills. You missed what I said. Your boyfriend's that important, you're going to put them in front of me? Let them, your spouse is that important, you're going to do what they want over what I said? That's what you did, Adam. Adam, I told you to do something. Eve made a suggestion. You went with Eve's suggestion after you knew what I told you to do. So since Eve is so important, ask Eve to get you out. Say, I have to change my normal. So listen, if you want to see the supernatural, you're going to have to make some supernatural changes. Let me tell you how you begin to do this practically. Some of you need to go home and change your bedroom around. You need to go home and change your living room around. You need to go home and say, ain't nothing wrong with it. But no, 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 you're missing it. That's your normal. You have to change your normal. She got out of her house to go into somebody else's house to learn how to live with abundance. Shut up. She got out of her house to go into somebody else's house to live in abundance. That's why God has you called to me and has you called to harvest. Why? I need to get you around somebody else I'm doing something great through. Why? So that you'll know how to handle your process of greatness too. Lay your hands on yourself and say, he's doing something great in me. You got to change your normal. I change your normal. So like, you know, I normally don't do this, but then good. That's what needs to change. 
Change the way you drive to work. Change who you, watch me, if you can change who you sit next to at work, change who you sit next to. Why? Because what you don't understand is that those people, see, you thought it was innocent. What you didn't know is that there was a spirit attached to them and with them. That's why every time you seem to get in there, you seem to lose your mind for them eight hours. Okay, y'all don't like that. That's too deep. Somebody said, I must change my normal. So then look, but after the word, what happened? Came warfare. Here's the verse, pre-birth warfare. Remember I talked about what happened with uh, Mary and Joseph and Matthew. Uh, chapter 1, Joe is like, look, I'm going to leave her. The Bible says he decided in himself to divorce her quietly. They weren't even married yet, which means he basically said, I'm going to go through the motions and then I'm going to leave her. There are certain people in your life who are present, but, but what you don't understand is that they have already predicted something different than what you think. See, they're in your life today because they have need of you. You have need of them. Let me tell you how you know your circle is right, when the people around you don't need you and you don't need them. That's how you know you got a good circle. I don't need you and you don't need me. This is how I know the circle is right. Why? Because we're connected by, watch me, by added value, not based on necessity. I ain't your friend because of what you do for me. I'm your friend simply because I want to be your friend. And if you walk out, I might cry some tears, but then I'll get over it. Shut up. If you walk out, I might be sad for a few minutes, and then I'll realize, well, you just freed up another seat where God can put the right person there. I dare you be attached to somebody more than you're attached to God. So the pre-birth warfare happens. So imagine what's going on in the house with Mary and Joseph. and, they, and not, Excuse me, not in the house because they, they weren't going to be there. But imagine what was going on with them in their pre a pre-birth of Jesus. They, they're going back and forth. It's arguing. Mary keeps crying. She's crying all day. And Joe is mean. He wants respect. So he don't love. She wants love. So she don't respect. It's a crazy cycle, right? You got all of that going on before Jesus even gets here. Then the angel comes to Joe and says, hey, Joe, quit tripping. I know you feel stupid, but this is God. I know you feel like this doesn't make sense, but this is God. I know y'all had plans, and I'm glad y'all made them so that I could interrupt them. You make plans, and then God says, great, now I'm going to interrupt all of that. And for some of you, watch me, when your plans get interrupted, you get very angry, you get very frustrated, you get very mad. Because you're like, this was God's plan. No, that was yours. See, the what was his, the way was yours. I'm going to throw this mic. I feel a middle section throw coming. Listen, I'm just playing, just playing. She said, no, Bishop, no, Bishop. What does that mean? See, you were so attached to the way you were going to do it. And your attachment to the way made you think that when he got rid of that way, look, Mary, you're going to have a child. You're just not going to have them that way. Joseph, y'all have plans to get married and have kids. You're going to do that, but the way you're going to do that, no, your firstborn ain't going to be yours. So literally, your way is what, is what I'm interrupting, your plan. So he says, listen, this is my plan. This is the way I want to do it. This is the way I want to get it done. And the Bible says that Joseph, after he reflects, after he ponders, he's like, cool. He embraces it. Can I just get you to give an air hug? Okay. What are you embracing? You are embracing what God has ruined. What did he ruin, Bishop? Your plan, how you thought it was going to happen, where you thought you'd be at by 30, where you thought you'd be at by 45, where you thought you'd be at by now, what you thought you were supposed to do in 2020 and it didn't happen. Instead of fighting it, I'm embracing it. 
Because the moment I embrace it, I can get to my Emmanuel. Let's go. The moment I embrace it, I can keep it moving. Got to embrace when things don't go the, the way you wanted them to go instead of being mad. I'm just so mad right now. Okay, well, what? So what? I want to say it another way. I'll wait till a fifth son is said that way. I have to edit it out. <laughs> right? Ooh, New Year's Eve, though, I've been stockpiling. <laughs> I'm just saying. But look, but look, but look, okay, I'm just mad. So what are you going to do with your anger? And nothing's going the way I want it to. So what are you going to do about it? Embrace it. Embrace it. And how do you learn how to embrace it? We learn how to embrace it when things happen that we can't control, when things happen that go not according to plan, and rather than sitting there being mad and, and having an attitude and all that, you're like, okay, let's roll with it. Can I just get you to lay your hands on yourself and say, roll with it? Just roll with it. Like if you're on a road trip and, 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 and one of your lights, you know, goes out or something, you go, oh, my God, I'm going to turn around and go home. You would say that person's crazy. All they, they should have kept driving. Okay, you ready? But why do you do that? One little thing go wrong, and all of a sudden you're like, well, let's just turn around and go back to the house. Sucker, you've been driving for eight hours. You only got two left. Why would you backtrack? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm not backtracking in my next trip. Let's just roll with it. Roll with it. So look, that's pre-birth warfare. Then birth warfare. What did we learn? And Luke, what happened? They are in Bethlehem for the census. They're not at home in Nazareth. So they don't have the comforts of home. They, Mary doesn't have a primary care physician. She can't go into the Kaiser office. <laughs> oh, uh, nah, they weren't going to tell the Duke. Never mind. They're going to say, Mary, ha drink water and the pregnancy will be fine. Just have some more water and your pregnancy will be fine. Let's move. She's going to go to her primary care, whatever your health care is, Kaiser, Centura, uh, whatever, okay, Blue Cross, is that still around? Blue Cross, Blue Shield, what else, United, Cigna, Humana. I got a call the other day from the Medicare people. I said, yeah, don't y'all don't speak that over me. They said, we see in our records. I said, I ain't in your records, not for no. <laughs> don't you say, uh-uh, the devil is a lie. <laughs> they really, they said, hello, is this Dr. Foreman? I said, who is this? Well, in our records here, I said, well, you need to check the record again. You got the wrong form. You were looking for George. I'm not. <laughs> we both formans, but we ain't. Right, look, say birth warfare. So they're there, and they get to, they get to, they get to this place where they're doing the census. And then the Bible says, and that's when Jesus is ready to come. When they're not in the comforts of their own home, when they don't have what they need to do it, you keep saying, God, if you're ready for me to do it, I'll have everything I need. God says, no, you'll have nothing you need. I promise you I want to run through that drum cage. Listen, look, 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 look. God, God's like, the Bible says, and the time came for the child to be born when nothing is right. They even try to go to a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. They're like, look. At least let us go to the hotel where we can, listen, where we can have some privacy. At least don't let us have to give birth to Jesus out in the open where everybody can see that it's not perfect yet. 
where everybody can see that it's not right yet. You're going to catch it in a minute. Because some of you, you are so worried about time and you've missed time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are so worried about timing that you have missed your time. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, it's time right now. I used to think, okay, God, when this is ready, 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 then boom, that's proof that it's you. And God is like, no, that's not how I work at all. Here's what I'm going to do. You're going to have Mary, who's carrying. You're going to have Joseph. What does Joseph's name mean in Hebrew? Increase. The Lord increases me. You're going to have a trough to lay it in. That's a dirty thing. We say manger. That's a cute word. You think it's a little nice little thing with some cushion. No, it's a trough. That's what it is. They used to feed animals, which means what you birth it in is not going to be what it stays in. What you birth it in is not going to be what it stays in. But if you're so worried about it being perfect, you'll never birth it because you don't want to put it in that. You don't want to put it in that. So because you don't want to put it in that, you don't do it. You're like, man, as soon as I can get what I want, then I'm going to do it. As soon as I can get this bill, then I'm going to do it. As soon as I can get this, I'm going to do it. As soon as I can get this, I'm going to do it. And God says, no, you're going to have to birth it into something that's going to hold it for a little bit. God, I'm trying to talk. You're going to have to do it. Watch me. And it's not going to be exactly the way that you want for it to look, the way you want for it to be, the way you want for it to happen. Like you have, I'm doing it like this. And God is like, no. It literally is not going to be the way you want it to be. And that's when I'm ready to do it. Please make this declaration. And if the person next to you don't do it, elbow them in the rear. They waive the right to do anything to you. They, and, uh, if they wanted to physically distance, they should say what I say. All right? You ready? Here we go. Say, he's ready. He's ready. I'm, ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh-uh. I'm going to give you one more time. And on the end of it, I need you to put a praise on it. Say, he's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Put a praise on it right there. I know it's not all right, buddy, ready. I know everything's not there, buddy's ready. I know you're waiting on the right people in the right seats, but God is ready. Nothing 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 is ready. Come on, I'm going to spend a minute there. Nothing is ready. Nothing is right. Nothing is right, and nothing is ready. Nothing is ready, and nothing is right. Nothing is right, and nothing is ready. Nothing is ready, and nothing is right. Nothing is right, and nothing is ready except God. He was. So he says, I'm ready to come now. Because when you're doing this, you're going to have to depend on me. Listen. Because you can't depend on what was right. You're not going to be able to depend on who said they were going to pay for you to do it. Mm. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're not going to be able to depend on who said they were going to be there. Because I'm, I'm going to make it so they're not there. I'm going to make what you depended on absent so that you have to lean on me. The old saints used to say it this way. We come this far by faith. Do it what? Leaning. I need everybody in this building and online on three to just lean with it, rock with it. One, two, three. Lean. I'm leaning on God. You're going to learn to walk by faith. You've been talking it. You've been talking it. You've been talking it. You've been talking it, but you ain't done it. So now you're going to do it. So to birth Jesus, he is birthed where nothing is right and nothing was ready except him. For many of you, there are things in your life, like as soon as all this line up, I rebuke that statement. So here's what somebody else says, as soon as I have the money, here's the truth, you have it now. You just don't want to use it for that because you're dependent on it. 
Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You got it now. As soon as I get that money, I'm going to sow that seed. You got the seed now. You just love your money so much you won't let it go. I think you better let it. Pre-birth warfare, birth warfare, and then transitional warfare. What do we learn? That at the end of all that, 33 and a half years, Mary is standing and she's looking up and she sees her son on the cross. She went through hell before he got here, hell to get him here. And let's just be honest, the life had to be hell too. You know why? Because everybody kept telling, you know, your son that lost his mind. <laughs> Talking about he God. You, you understand that? Whenever you are what stands out, you are what gets talked about. And I need you to be grateful that they're talking. Let them talk. Why? That means I must stand out. I'm glad I couldn't fit in with you ninjas. Why? But whenever you talk, that's proof to me that I'm what stands out. See, all of these lights down here, the whole lighting grid is going through upgrade. Next time you come in, it's going to be so bright. It's going to look like heaven. It's going to be bright. The whole lighting grid, the whole thing's being upgraded. But look, 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 look. It's already there. That's me. But it wasn't ready for the day, but we had to keep it moving. You'll get it later. All these lights are the same, so we're not going to say nothing about it. We're not going to say nothing about it. Only if one was to stand down and be different, that would be the one we draw attention to. See, for those of you who try to reduce your intellectualism down, for those of you who try to fit in with people who ain't going nowhere, for the... You better hear me and hear me clearly. Listen, you need to be the one that stands out because if nobody's talking, that means you fit in with them. You can never lead what... You can never lead what you're not willing to be greater than. Let me move because y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. All right, so transitional warfare. So Mary, she's looking at her son. And so really for 33 and a half years, Mary's life has been, uh, how Fresh Prince said it, life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right here and tell you how he became the prince of everywhere. All right, so look, so look, so look. So Jesus is on the cross. She's looking. It's a real sad moment. Let me sad music. It's a sad moment for her. Because in her mind, I went through all of this to get him here. And I only got 33 and a half years with him. For some of you, here's your frustration. Your frustration is you put so much into something. To only seemingly get so little out of it. And that's where Mary's at. Mary's like, I, I, I went through all this and now he's standing there. And he's standing there. What did we learn? Is, is, is we learned that, that I taught you on Wednesday that Isaiah prophesied about Jesus and said, before he was ever born, the Bible prophesied he would die. Before he was ever born, the Bible prophesied he was going to be pierced. Before he was ever born. So in other words, when God said it, that was already done. So when Mary's looking at her son, listen, for a moment, she doesn't remember what had already been prophesied. So like a natural mother, she's looking and she's saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. For some of you, what's up there is your relationship because you just knew it was going to last longer than that. It's your job. You just knew it would last longer than that. It's, it's your family relationships. You just knew it would last longer than that. It's your time with your car. You just knew it would last longer than that. It, it's that time where you had peace. For a little while, the Bible says that he let the children of Israel land have peace. And then he said, and then something happened. So for some of you, watch me, you've been in a period of peace. And then all of a sudden, one day you woke up and it was. 
Say transitional warfare. All of that just to get Jesus here. All of that just to get Jesus here. And that's God. So why do you think it should be easy for you? Why do you think that you should just wake up one day and just tiptoe through the tulips and your body smell good, didn't even bathe? Food on the table, everything's supposed to be perfect. Why do you think it's supposed to be perfect for you when it wasn't even that for God? Can I just have us take a moment to just repent for expecting perfection when even God didn't come in? Let's repent. Father, forgive us for expecting something that you didn't even come in that way. So here we are. All of that to get Jesus here. So now, listen, I want to show you his mind. Give me three minutes. That's not true. Give me a few minutes, and I'm going to get you out. Philippians 2.5. I didn't want to lie to you. Because three minutes is a lie. That's just a lie. It ain't happening. Say, Jesus is here now. Jesus is here. And Jesus is here. Before we go to transitional warfare, that's what Mary dealt with. But now let's deal with Jesus. Say, Jesus is here now. Look at this. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind... Be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Mind, say attitude. attitude. Say settled way of thinking. I need you to talk to me like an army, please, in this building online. Say attitude. attitude. Say settled way of thinking. thinking. Now, now look at this scripture, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. This is Jesus speaking to those he was about to recruit. And he says, take my yoke upon you. I've taught you a yoke is a wooden instrument used to connect two oxen. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, connect to me so if I go left, you go left. Connect to me so if I go right, you go right. Because wh- where we're headed is going to continue to evolve. Who you're headed there with will remain the same. You'll catch that later. Where we're going is going to evolve, but who you're supposed to go there with is going to remain the same. Jesus said, stick with me. Where we're headed is going to change. But you stick with me because you're going with me. Old school church used to say, I'm going with Jesus. Where? All the way. Come on, let's have old school church for a minute. Say, I'm going with Jesus all the way. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. In other words, study my movements to have my mind. See, you know about everybody else, how everybody else move. I was listening to this podcast. Stop. You know what, what this person said? I ain't going to say that. You know what this person say? What this person say? What this person say? What this person say? Question. But do you know what the word says? You, you know what everybody doing. You know what everybody, so-and-so wrote a quote. You got all that. But, but Jesus said, study my movements because I made them. <laughs> study my movements to have my mind. He says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh-oh, 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 rest for your souls. So, my thought, will emotion. What does that mean? If you have my mind, you won't lose yours. So the reason you keep losing yours is because you don't have mine. Reason you keep losing it and every couple of days you have an emotional breakdowns is because you literally have your mind instead of mine. So you keep losing yours because you won't have mine. Say, Lord, give me your mind. Give me your mind. Uh-uh, I need you to say that like you really mean it. Say, Lord, give me your mind. So here it is, Luke 240. We, we, we riding out. We're on the highway now. Luke 240. And the child grew. Here it is. Grew means to mature, to develop. To make nonstop progress. Here's the mind of Christ. I should be making nonstop progress. Many of you stop making progress. Right? And let me just say this as a pastor. For many of you, listen, you have been with me too long to be where you're at. 
Somebody say, it's time to progress. You should be more spiritual. You should be more mature. By now, the Bible says you ought to be teaching. You, you ought to be advanced, but we're still repeating the same elementary stuff. Let me be a pastor for just a moment. I pray maturity for everybody connected to harvest. I pray growth and progress for everybody connected to harvest. And they became strong. He became strong. What does strong mean? Listen to this. He prevailed by God's strength. What does that mean? If I'm going to prevail, that means i got to deal with hell. Here's the mindset of Jesus. Here's the mindset of Jesus. I welcome opposition. I welcome, listen, I welcome hell. What does that mean? Because I can't prevail unless I first got some hell. So I realize if I want to grow and be stronger, I need opposition in the first place. Here's our mindset. We spend our whole lives trying to avoid pain. I don't want to deal with that. Ooh, I don't want to deal with that. Ooh, I don't want to say that. Ooh, I ain't for going to And God says, that ain't how I think. The way I think is if it's in front of me, I'm about to take it down. Notice Jesus says, say to this mountain, move. Why didn't you just walk around the mountain? That's not how Jesus thinks. Jesus says, I'm not moving. You move. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's just like when you're walking down the sidewalk and one of y'all is walking one way and one of y'all is walking the other way. There's an internal battle going on to figure out who's going to move first. You bet not. What are you saying? In the spirit, you bet not. You bet not let the enemy make you move so that you can accommodate that ninja. You... I welcome opposition because woe be unto he that would come against a man of God. If God be for me, who would dare come against me? I ain't running from no fight. I ran into the fight and said, let's go. That's how he thinks. We spend our lives avoiding pain. He spent his life embracing it. We spend our lives trying to not go through nothing. He spent his life saying, ooh, what am I going to do today? Y'all ain't got no food? I'm omniscient, so I knew y'all weren't going to have no food. He said, but tell me what you got. Well, Jesus, send him away. No, I'm not going to do what's easy. Watch me, because I became strong. That means I gained mastery. Look at the screen. I gained mastery. I'm a master. In martial arts, they call a, uh, you know, let me not go martial arts. Listen, let's go Ninja Turtles. They say Master Splinter. Let's go Ninja Turtles. Check the point out. You're the teacher. You're the master. You've mastered this. And we sit at the feet of one who has mastered something. That's the problem some of y'all got is you listen to people they mastered nothing. Trying to tell you how to do something. All right, let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. You asking your cursed family members, hey, they ain't mastered nothing. How? Okay, let's move. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. So Jesus says, I know you don't have nothing to feed him. I know you don't have nothing to feed him. So guess what? Guess what? Ask somebody for something. So what does that mean? Your pride is going to have to fall. Because you're going to have to go ask somebody. And you know who I'm going to make have what you need? A little boy. Because you're going to learn how to not be too proud to ask for help. <laughs> Lay your hands on yourself and say, don't be that arrogant. You know what's sad about some folks? They'd rather sit up and struggle than ask somebody to help. You got 400 bags you're trying to carry into the house, and somebody said, let me help you. I got it. No, apparently you don't. Your pinky telling me you don't, because it looked like it's about to give me in. You can drop your eggs, tore up your bread, all so that you can look like you got it together. Mm. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, I'm not too proud to ask. 
I got to fit in. He's filled with wisdom. Wisdom means insight. That means he sees inside of a thing. He understands the why before he questions the what. We live in a culture that questions what's without under understanding why's. Well, I think you should do this. Yeah, but you do know why I do it this way? Ask me why before you question my what. Insight. He sees inside. Skill, intelligence, clarity. So here's the mind of Christ. Let me get insight. Let me get some skills. Some of you, listen, you just, I'm just trusting God. Yeah, get some skills, too. Learn how to do something. I just woke up and said, Holy Ghost, do it. That's great. And after you do that, then go to YouTube. Google it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Right? We literally live with knowledge at our fingertips. And there's a saying where there's an abundance of information, there's a scarcity of attention. You got so much information, you don't pay none of it attention. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, my next 12, I'll be strong, I will grow, and I'll be filled with wisdom. Look at the scripture. And then the favor of God was upon him. When he matured, when he mastered some stuff, when he was filled with wisdom. So listen, Christians, what is this teaching us? This is teaching, listen, this is teaching you and I. Some of y'all aren't standing up. What the Honorable Jesus Christ is trying to teach you and I is, is that if we'll mature and, and be strong and be filled with wisdom, then we'll find favor. Because when you walk into the room, not only do you need the Holy Ghost, you need some knowledge about how to negotiate. Y'all ain't going to talk. When you're having the conversation, not only do you need the Holy Ghost, but you need to know numbers. Okay, y'all, y'all. <laughs> you need to be competent. You can't come tell me, Bishop, I want to play drums for you. You can't play drums. I'm just trusting the Holy Ghost. Well, while you're doing that, you ain't playing for me. You get your skills together, and then we can have a conversation. Some of you, the door won't open until your skills open it for you. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, I'm getting my skills. Come on. I need you to act like you're going up from here. Please say, I'm getting my skills. My wisdom, my maturity, my strength, say, and favor's about to find me. And favor's about to find me. And favor's about to find me. So look, then the favor of God was on him. Grace, listen, divine influence on one's heart. God says, when I give you favor, I'm going to put influence for you in somebody else's heart. Then look what it means. To lean toward to benefit. To lean toward to benefit. To lean toward to benefit. Plants lean towards wherever the sunlight is. So if you have a plant here. Now I don't have a green thumb. But I got skills. I tried it. I don't want no plants. Somebody bought me a bamboo. That's the plant I have. That's it. I don't want no more plants. I don't want no plants. But when I had them, here's what I saw. Here's what I saw. You set the plant here. If the sun is over there, the plant is going to lean to the direction where the light is. Okay, you'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. In other words, you're saying, God, favor me. God, favor me. God says, listen, I will lean towards you. Put the scripture up. I will lean towards you, but I'm going to lean towards you, and I'm going to lean towards you to benefit you when I see your maturity. When I see you prevail, 
and when I see you filled with wisdom, I'm not leaning towards you to favor you and you don't know nothing. This is why you see people who are shooting stars. They go high fast, they go low fast. Why? Because, watch me, they, were, they got leaned into for something they weren't ready for. Ooh, but I need you to make this declaration and say, but I know I'm ready. Come on. Come on, y'all. Say, he's ready. He's ready. I'm, ready. I'm ready. Let's go. So here it is. Here's the mind of Christ. I'm done. Here it is. Here's the mind of Christ. Look at verse 42. Luke 2, 42. And when he was 12 years old, so now he's 12. 12 is the number of foundation. They went up from Jerusalem. Uh, uh, they went up to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, according to the custom. Verse 43. When the feast was ended, as they were returning, Jesus the boy stayed behind in Jerusalem. Now, say his parents didn't know it. Interesting. Joseph ain't his daddy, but because he managed him well, he gets credit for it. In other words, there's things that you won't be responsible for how they got here, but because of how well you manage it, you'll get credit for it. Somebody say, I'm a great steward. Come on. All right, look, look, look. His parents did not know it. So they left Jesus. Jesus is still there. His parents did not know it. Look at verse uh, 44. But supposing him, stop. Don't assume if you can ask. Well, I just thought, why didn't you ask, though? Because we could have alleviated all this extra conversations and meetings and joint chiefs of staff. Just ask. Look at somebody next to you and just make sure you keep your physical distance. And, but just look at them and say, ask. I didn't have you hollered at him so that you know your mask. Okay. Look, they assumed that he or presumed or supposed that he was to be in the group after they went a day's journey. Check this out. They left for a day and left Jesus at church. They left and left Jesus at church. They assumed he was with them. They assumed because they logged on that he's coming with me. What is he? The word, which means I got to take the word with me when I leave church. I got to take the word with me when I log up. That's why we have the app and the YouTube and the podcast. Why? So you can take him with you wherever you go 24-7. Look, so they began to search for him among who? Wrong people. Relatives and acquaintances. If I had time, I would work that. I'll work it at the left feet if I had time. You're looking for him in a place you've never, ever found him. With people who've never had him. You'll get it later. <laughs> 45, notice, it didn't say family. It says relatives and acquaintances. This means people we barely know and people who we related to but ain't family because we ain't headed in the same direction. They're asking them, is Jesus with you? What you think? How you feel? Where you going? What you think about this? What you think about that? Let's move. Look at 46. After three days, they found him in the temple. Question, where can we find you? Got to move. Sitting amongst the teachers. Look at this. Say the mind of Christ. Who was Jesus' circle? Teachers. His circle was not equals. His circle was people that could teach him something. While the other 12-year-old, while the other 12-year-olds had individuals that they were 12 years old and all that, Jesus wanted to be around people that could teach him something. See, some of you are about to understand why your whole life, all of your circle was always people that had done more than you, were older than you, had accomplished more than you, had more wisdom than you. Jesus said, I don't want no people around my same age. Why? Because they're going to talk about stuff at this level. I need some people at a higher level because that's where I'm headed. Lay your hands on yourself and say, my circle needs to upgrade. 
If you're looking for people at your level to be in your circle, gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Then look, they were listening. Listen, what was he doing? Look at the next thing. He was listening to them. He was listening to them. Can I teach you the mind of Christ? And asking them questions. Let me tell you the mind of Christ. Let me tell you how you know you're thinking like God. You ain't trying to show what you know. You're trying to learn some more. Here's the mind of Christ. So tell me about that. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Rather than, well, you know, I, I, was, I was having a conversation um, uh, uh, a while ago. And, and, and somebody said, Bishop, how did that conversation go? And such and such. I said, what conversation? I said, that was a monologue. I said, they sat up and talked the whole time. I said, they didn't listen to anything. I said, yet they called me their mentor. I said, I couldn't be their mentor because they just like hearing themselves talk. So I said, what I did was reserve my wisdom for somebody that would appreciate it. Because there wasn't no need in me spending time trying to pour in somebody that thought they were fool. Here's the mind of Christ. See, when you show up, do you blah, 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 blah. Or do you say, so can you tell me about this? What about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? If you show up and throw up what you think you know, that means you got an opportunity to keep maturing. Come on, let's lay our hands on ourselves. Say, I got room to grow. When I'm sitting with individuals that have accomplished more, that have done more, I don't sit there and try to talk. And they ask me questions. You have to sit this in a minute. They ask me stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to ask you some stuff. I'll ask you some stuff. I want to speak to you. I was speaking the other day to a, a very successful, uh, not only pastor, but businessman, what he and his family have done is absolutely amazing. And we were sitting and talking, and, and so he asked me questions, but the whole time I'm like, look, I want to use them questions. Why? B because my mind is not to impress you with what I know. My mind is to let you pour what you know so that what you went through, I don't have to go through. Please say, give me the mind of Christ. Okay, look at the next verse. Okay, y'all, it's getting quiet now. It's getting real quiet now. Let's get down to verse 48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And, and, and his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? So Mary runs in there. And she's, they looking for him. Mary and them run in there. Come, come here, you want to be Jesus? And come here, uh, you three on the second row. Come on, come on. Y'all running today because Wednesday, y'all going to be frying fish. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, no, that wasn't a joke. Look. I love you. <laughs> no, I do. So look, Jesus sitting there. You're going to be Jesus. Okay, Jesus. No, you, yeah, yeah, look, y'all all match too. Come on, black and white. All match. Now, these, these, are the, these are the priests. These are the men, men and women of God. All right? And so Jesus is talking. Go, go, sit down, Jesus. Because they stood up to hear what he had to say. Because he recognized when I'm in the presence of greater, let me honor them. So when you honor greater, greater will then honor you. Yeah, I like to say that. Right? So look, so they're amazed. So then Mary and them, uh, come here, you're going to be Mary. Come on, Mary. Come on. So Mary walks in, and Joe is with her too. Come on. All right, come on. All right, good. <laughs> they, they walk up. Now look, so, so Jesus is in there. Mary like, Jesus. Now come on, say, Jesus. Son, why have you done this to us? Your daddy and I been looking for you anxiously.
Now, Jesus could have responded, look, how you going to do me like this in front of all these? <laughs> look what Jesus says. And he said to them, she's talking. He speaks to them. This one verse, can I just throw this in for the 915? It shows so much about the family dynamic. Because, because they're, they're a blended family. So Joseph doesn't feel comfortable correcting what he didn't birth, naturally. <laughs> you learn so much about the family dynamic right there. Because the mama's talking, that ain't even Hebrew culture. I, I, I ain't got time, I ain't got time. I'll give you that for free, 915. There's a whole dynamic at work right there. There's a whole dynamic at work. So look, so look, he says to, he says to them, she talking, he says to them, it, it, uh, look, one old King James, I think, says woman, but, but new King James says, he says to them. So we're going to go with new King James. He says to them, l- listen to what Jesus says. Why did you seek me? Say it. But, you know, you know, come on, you know, you know how you like to get in character. Go ahead. He said, why are you looking for me? Now, Jesus, you're omniscient. That doesn't seem like a smart question. Why wouldn't they look for you? You are 12 years old. Which means even though you're gifted, you still have to be submitted. I don't care what you got, you still got to sit up under somebody. I don't care how much you got, how spiritual you are. It ain't about what you over. Jesus is about who you are under. This is the mind of Christ. See, this is the thinking that the honorable Jesus Christ is trying to get you and I to understand. So you watch him ask a question. And then you better watch what happens. You ready? He said to her, did you not know? Did you know the line? Go ahead. Now, let's check the family dynamic again. No, he didn't say family business. He said my father's business. Joe's standing right there. Joe like, we got a carpenter. We got a general contractor business. What? <laughs> what was he doing? He was announcing on that day, here's my mind, I'm a curse breaker. He was saying, I am not in the same business that what before me is here. When I came, listen, Joseph, you're used to building things with your hand. I'm about to build them with my mouth. You are used to building things by the sweat of your brow. I'm about to build them. I'm in a new business now. Somebody say, I'm about the father's business. Look, the word about, the word about there, I'm done. The word about there, it means occupied with. Question. What business are you occupied with? Because if I'm honest, there are many Christians who you are occupied with your business. His business comes when you get to it. And I want to challenge us all today to be like a 12-year-old Jesus. I must be. Come on. Say, I must be. Say it again. I must be. If I handle his business, he handles my business. If I take care of what's important to him, he'll take care of what's important to me. I must be. I am not born just to come here and pay bills and have kids and die. I am born that I might rule and reign and conquer and to subdue. I must be. Shout, I must be. So look, so this is the conversation. Now, Jesus is doing this in front of all of the men and women of God. And you know, they looking. 
And y'all got your good hands too. Look, they got their hands real good. That's good. Y'all ain't character. This is good. Okay, y'all space just a little bit so nobody sends no messages. I'd hate to be the one to respond. I'm just look, it is what it is. Look, look, keep playing. So look. So Jesus says this in front of them. So you already know how Mary feeling as a mama. You finna sass me in front of these preachers? Where do we get home? Where do we get in the car? Some of y'all trying to figure out what he's saying. I'm not the one. <laughs> it's amazing how mamas will get, how they'll get what they can. Can I get some mamas to be some witnesses here? You will let your kids know, I, mean, I am not the one. I ain't, I ain't Kelsey's name, mama. I will mess you up. I, I wish you would. Okay, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Y'all ain't gonna talk. Kelsey's just a random name. That's my new church character, the, the girl. I got Darlene, Jackie, Shirley, Kelsey. So look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. So look, look what happens. Verse 51, he went down with them. So now, the, all the men and women of God are like, go on with your mama now. No, y'all stay right there. Y'all tell them, go on with your mama now. Y'all stay right there. Y'all stay right there. Now check this out. Even though he was gifted, even though he was anointed, even though he was powerful, he had to learn how to submit. This is the mind of Christ. God will never bless what you're doing if it's uncovered. Have you submitted what you're doing to one greater than you? He just won't. He just won't. So look at the scripture. Look right here. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Subject means submissive. Because let me tell you, no, 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 not your head down. See, submission is not a posture of weakness. Submission is a posture of strength. You two get in front of them. Joe, you get in the front front, and then Mary, you get in the middle front. Okay, there you go. Check this out. So here's submission. Submission says, I'm following a leader. I'm following a leader. So now, Joe, lead them. This is submission. This is submission. Come on, cameraman, this is submission. 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 Here's what the devil will try to get you to do. You don't need to follow them. Come do your own thing. Go do it your own way. You don't need all of that. You don't need no man telling you what to do. You grown. You don't need to be in no church with no pay. You don't need all that. The devil is a lie. You don't need, because now, because now, where are you, Jesus? You over there in the dark. You led yourself into a ditch. Because the purpose of submission is to strengthen you. So now, Jesus, fall back in line. Some of you, today is your day to fall back in line. Let's go. It's your day to get back in line. It's your day to get back on your square. It's your day to get back on top of your servant. It's your day to get back on top of putting God first. Somebody say, this is submission. Say it again. This is submission. When Jesus submitted, come over here, Joe. Like Joe Jackson. Make them dance when they come over here. Now. <laughs> you ready? Look at verse 52. And I'm out of here. God, dog. I didn't pray to go this long. And Jesus increased. Please listen to me. When he submitted, that's when he went up. 
Some of y'all aren't getting it because some of you think you're submitted, but submission is a posture of the heart that reflects in your action. So submission says, I'm under a mission. So if the leader of the mission says, this is what we're doing, then that's what we're doing. If the leader of the mission says, this is where we're headed, this is where we're headed, this is where we're going, and this is where we're going. And Jesus increased. When he decreased, he increased. When he decreased, he increased. When he decreased, say it with me, he increased. In what? In wisdom. And look at this next part. And stature. Uh-oh. Jesus, you were good when you were talking to them. But when you submit, you become great. Yeah. It's on the screen. Don't, don't get quiet on me now. I'm trying to tell you how your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Why? You submit it. Yeah, why? Why? Because I'm under a mission, and I'm flowing with that mission, and I'm following that mission. This is the mind of Christ. This is the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is it's not weak to be meek. This is the mind of Christ. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. Look at this next part. And in favor with what? God and men. Uh-uh, you missed it. You missed it. Can I show you the difference? Can I show you the difference? All right, look, look, look at Luke 2.40. Let's go back. Luke 2.40. I need you to see this. Luke 2.40. Go Luke 2.40. Luke 2.40. Look at the end. And the favor of God was upon him. Who does he have favor with then? God. God only. But to do what he needed to do, he needed some people to favor him too. And to do what you need to do, to do what you need to do, you need some people that's going to see you and write you a check. You need some people that are going to see you and say, I want to do business with you. You need some people that are going to, I wish you. You need some people that are going to see you and favor you. Some people that are going to see you and say, you can't do nothing for me, but I want to do something for you. Shout favor. Verse 52. And in favor with God and men. That means when people see him, they couldn't resist him. When he spoke, they couldn't resist him. When he walked, crowds followed. You're going to catch it in a minute. <laughs> when he asked the little boy for his lunch, the little boy was like, here you go, whatever I have is yours. Because I got favor with God. And the Bible says that there were women that provided for him of their sustenance, of their substance. In other words, everything he needed, he had. 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 Why? Because he submitted it. This is the mind of Christ. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.